This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 239. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. This episode drops on a Thursday and because we've been live streaming movies the last two Thursdays and to this Thursday as well and beyond, we have neglected the old segment of Thursday Thursday, which was your opportunity, dear listeners, to live interact with me and do a little bit of Q&A, discuss topics in the horror genre and such like. And with that in mind, instead of doing a movie review in this one, I put out on the Facebook page today that I was willing to take questions and do a little bit of a listener question and answer session. So as a result of that, that's what you're getting on this bonus episode. No pomp, no circumstance, no breaks. We're just going to get into your questions and my answers along with them. But before we get to that, let's catch up with where we are under the stairs. On the T-Putts Collective feed, we've just launched episode number two of season number one of Where to Begin With. This season, looking at Giallo Cinema, and we covered Blood and Black Lace. You should go across and check that episode out if you are interested in getting into the subgenre known as Giallo. Even if you are a crusty old veteran or a complete novice, it's a lot of fun, and it's one that relies on listener input in terms of movie reviews. So if you do Movie Club over here, then swing across, check out where to begin with on the T Putts Collective feed. Also coming out this week on that feed on Sunday, you will get the next instalment of Opera Omnia. We'll be looking at a field in England as part of our overarching view of the filmography of Ben Wheatley. So yeah, myself and Mr Watson will be tackling that, that episode dropping on Sunday. On the podcast Under the Stairs, this is your second of four planned episodes this week, you get another episode on Saturday, that'll be another listener movie choice selection, so on Friday, aka tomorrow, I'll be putting out a list of movies that you can choose from, and that review will be coming on Saturday, and then on Sunday, 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 we continue on with the Arrow video assortment, that should be a ton of fun, right? Since we have got all that thufara out of the way, let's get into it. Let's get into your questions, ladies and gentlemen. So the first question came in from Trudy Basson. She says, Is the lack of Thirsty Thursday because you've run out of booze, Duncan? Yes, that is my question. It's a great question. No, I still have booze. Um, interestingly enough, I am, and I've mentioned this on a few episodes, I'm kind of doing intermittent fasting at the moment, so I have a very short window in which I can consume calorific food, and then the rest of the time it is essentially water, black coffee, or um, milkless tea. Uh, that can be consumed for that time period and that's the majority of the day so it is not kind of falling in line 
with my recording schedules per se. Um, but yeah, I do I have beer. I'm kind of running out of whiskey actually, so I, I might need to do an essential, you can see that, but that was in quotation marks, essential trip out to a supermarket and get me some some sweet, sweet, sweet amber nectar. But yeah, that's uh, that is where we stand just now. Um, we've kind of pivoted to doing movie commentaries because I find them a bit more interactive. We all have a bit of time on our hands and to be honest, it's kind of taken our, our mind collectively off a lot of the nonsense that's happening out there in the world. So yeah, hopefully you can check us out, jump across and get involved. That would be fun. Um, and yeah, that's what we're doing in terms of, of the replacement for Thursday Thursdays at the moment. So, Michael McCloskey's the next one. He says, Thoughts on Resident Evil 4 being remade? I understood the PS1 games getting updated, I said aged, like a bag of bricks, but we're starting to get into unnecessary territory now. Will they be remaking Resident Evil 6 in the next few years too? Um, it's a good question, to be honest with you. I think... I'm not against it. Um, the reason I'm saying that, and this is a terrible 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 example but i'm currently playing the final fantasy 7 remake on playstation at the moment and i'm having a ton of fun with it mostly because it is the core game but it's like a reimagined version and trust me the work they've put in it is paying dividends i feel like i am absorbed by this world uh, and and really interested in the aspects that surround it the thing about the resident evil movies is that um, if you're talking about like even like PS2 or PS3 games, there is a whole new audience that are coming up that have never played them before, that have only ever experienced a PS4 and beyond. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea to revisit classic games. Now you could argue the case that Resident Evil 4 maybe isn't fit for that sort of remake. I was never the biggest fan of Resident Evil 4 if I'm honest, uh, whilst I did love me some Resident Evil parts one through three um so i mean they're obviously popular they're making a lot of money and very much like the movie industry is at the moment if you remake something you don't necessarily need to put the same amount of marketing on it and if you've already started remaking a series you might as well continue on with it um, you don't have to buy it or play it and as soon as you stop garnering the money that they have been making is when interest will probably drop off. It's a weird experiment though that the game industry is doing that and I, I genuinely feel it's because companies are treading water before the next 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 gen consoles come out uh, next year and beyond so I, I kind of feel like it's easier for them to go back uh, correct those games and release them out than it is to be kind of well, it allows teams to do that, which keeps people employed, while the rest of the teams are focusing on what the next generation will actually look like. So there we go. And next question is from our buddy Tim Walker. He says, are you going to cover the other lamb? I thought it was pretty solid, though it won't be horror enough for some people. I read your comments on the other lamb. I am not aware of it actually having any sort of release in the UK. As of when it makes its way to the UK, I will cover the movie though. I'm kind of hoping it'll be out for around that 31 of October time because I do like to stack those 31 days full of horror titles and from the year that I'm doing my 31 in and kind of really 
have a diverse field of movies to, to experience, so my, that's my view on that. So hopefully it gets released over here. If it does get released over here, hopefully it is closer to October so I can sit down and cover it, but I definitely will be covering it. It's the same as that movie Swallow that everyone keeps telling me I need to check out. It's not available in the UK at the moment, to the best of my knowledge, and as such... Um, there's little I can do about it. I really, where possible, try and avoid pirating things. Um, it's mostly because I have so many movies and I subscribe to so many streaming sites that I feel like there's no excuse for me nowadays to be pirating anything. Um, I was like fucking Bluebeard when I was like in my, my 20s though. I pirated fucking everything. So yeah, I'm trying to avoid doing that at the moment. So hopefully uh, the other lamb will be available over there. I, I am interested what you wrote specifically in your kind of non-spoiler review on Facebook had more than enough keywords in it to have my attention fully peaked. So... Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep a we'll keep an eye on that one. And if it is available in the UK and people know where it is, let me know because I do want to check it out. Next question from the big sexy Scott McKenzie. He says, "I've only read the headlines for this story, so I'm not well versed on the fine details. But at first glance, what are your what are your views on the remake of the others?" So I did a bit of reading into this because very much like yourself, I'd seen the headline kind of floating about. Um, with no real like substance and as me and Scott have had conversations many times uh, my knee jerk response to remakes as a whole is who's putting it out who's directing it because that means a lot to me if it is like a Platinum Dunes for example then you know you're going to get a bit of ill will from me from now and it might be the greatest movie ever but I'm going to go on a bit sceptical if it's um, a director that I don't really think of when I think of that movie so if you're putting like a, a Rennie Harlan is you know <laughs> doing a remake of the others those names don't equate the same thing to me so I'm instantly sceptical and I think that that's not going to work um, what I did find interesting about the details about the others is that it appears to be coming from a pure place. The others was not a massive movie. In hindsight, we think it's a lot bigger than it actually was. It did all right money, but it came at the, the, the expense of something along the lines of The Sixth Sense, which made all the fucking money. Highest grossing horror movie in the 90s, um, as we discussed at length in our Summer Teapot's Top series last year when we, we got to that. It was just an insanely profitable movie and the others were seen cynically as being a bit of a, a kind of cash grab on that and it didn't really... What was interesting about the others was that, it, you know, it's essentially a Spanish horror movie um, and a lot of people lump it in as an American horror movie when it really, really isn't. It was Spanish production, Spanish script as well. So yeah, it did have American actors and actresses, but that's not that's not where it it hails from. And it was on the cusp of a huge influx of Spanish horror movies that really started to take center stage towards the the middle to the end of the two thousands. And we're going to cover that on this year's Summer Teapot's Top Ten series when we look at the two thousands. But that's you know it, it was a, a kind of forerunner to a lot of them. 
I, from what I read, it seems to be coming from a less cynical place. It seems to have a, a bit of genuine goodwill. Um, the problem with remaking a movie like the others is we know what the big twist ending is. And as a result of that, unless you don't know what the big twist ending is, it kind of nullifies a lot of the viewing experience. And that's where I'm a bit confused by this one. Um, overall, I mean, you could never remake The Sixth Sense because we know what the ending is. Um, and if you don't, I applaud your ability to not have that movie spoiled for you. Um, so yeah, I'm unsure. I mean, at my core, I think it's being made with the best intentions and not as a cynical cash grab. But at the same time, though, I don't understand why anyone would want to remake that movie. A movie which really hinges on the landing you know the, the ending that it pulls out is, is kind of amazing um, knowing that that's out in the in the world and available why you want to remake that I don't, I'm not entirely sure so there you go Scott next question is from our buddy Tony Case he says what's the one big movie any genre not just horror that you really should get around to seeing one day but just never have is it Star Wars, The Godfather, Wizard of Oz, that sort of thing? Um, to be honest, most of the big, big movies, I think I've tipped off. There are certain things, like even the Marvel movies, which I have zero fucking interest in, um, you know, I, I've went through those movies, you know, when I couldn't sleep, I've shoved them on. They're great time killers because they're all like fucking three hours long, needlessly three hours long. Um... So what are the big ones that I can say I've never seen? I'll tell you what I never did, uh, and I've been told repeatedly of people, and it, it kind of swings as a as a kind of flavour flavour clock of shame around my neck, um, is that I have never checked out that reboot of the Planet of the Apes movies at all. Never done any of them. Um, that's the kind of post Tim Burton movies, and I heard they were worth my time, and I've just still never done it. And I think really, that's probably it. I think I've I've even seen all the Twilight movies, so uh, never did any of those Fifty Shades of Grey ones though, because they all looked fucking horrendous. And thankfully, the wife was not interested. So yeah, I I, I think that in recent memory, that's the big ones. But you, you're if you can think of like some big, huge blockbuster titles. Chances are I've actually seen them. Those are ones though, those Planet of the reboot movies are ones that I definitely have not seen. And maybe we'll get around to it someday. Last two questions that came in was from our buddy Andrew Neil. He says, do you have a dream horror movie crew? Whether it could be made, doesn't matter. Could be both dead or alive. Thinking like directors, actors, writers and music could cover types and let's make it more difficult by taking Jallo off the table. You son of a bitch, Andrew Neil, taking it off. Yeah, I mean, my, my my dream crew is getting John Carpenter back directing, is getting Kurt Russell in front of John Carpenter acting um, in a movie scored by Ennio Morricone for sure and written, kind of co-written by... Um, Maybe Joe R.R. Lansdale. It's not R.R., is it? It's Joe R.R. Lansdale. That sounds a bit right. Uh, they did that, wrote things like Cold in July and stuff. Um, and, and like a, a kind of Western thriller, uh, which I know John Carpenter is desperate to make. 
and I know that Kurt Russell would be fucking amazing in. So yeah, give me that, and I would be a happy fucking man. Um, get some Dean Cundy behind the the camera as well, and you, you've got me, you've got me in like Flynn for something like that. Recently, the the kind of dream collaboration that we haven't heard much of that really got me excited was that of uh, Park Chan Wook uh, working alongside uh, S. Craig Zala, which I thought, doing a kind of Western horror movie again, which I thought just in general sounded like the greatest fucking idea ever, and that has kind of stalled and disappeared for a while. I'm kind of hoping in a world where Parasite has done so well at the box office that, you know, uh, makes a resurgence of some sort. Um, but yeah, that, that, that would be my answer. John Carpenter doing a kind of Western thriller uh, starring... Kurt Russell, Dean Cundey doing the filming, Ennio Morricone doing the fucking score, and uh, yeah, me being a happy man watching it all from my couch. So there you go. Uh, your final question, and the final question overall on this listener question session is, thinking back to Baz v Horror, are there any movies you would want to experience now for the first time? So with your current movie lives and experiences, I'm thinking for me something like Jaws would be interesting. It's good because I know it's good and have history or would have appreciated it for watching it for the first time. Also, Halloween is another one for me. I wonder if I love it for nostalgia and knowing that time was made up or could it hold up? That's a really good question. It's one we used to touch on quite a bit with Baz V Horror in general. Um, In a lot of respects, a lot of those movies that Baz went through chosen by myself, uh, particularly after the first year, were almost like experiencing the movie for the first time again through Bazzi's eyes. And that's what his observations at times made me question how silly movies that I had held up as being like tomes of the, of the tomes and pillars of the, the genre were kind of laid bare when he kind of ridiculed them for, for clear inconsistencies. Um, that being said though, um, there were times that the reaction was exactly what I wanted. Uh, I think back to Bazzi's impression of Halloween and how that really did, and to this day he holds up as this amazing experience of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is in my top three horror movies ever fucking made. And Baz watched that and was like, this is, this is amazing. And when those things landed, it made me appreciate them so much more. I think, without trying to skirt around your question, um, a movie that I would like to experience for the first time again. Suspiria is always that one. Suspiria is one that when I, it caught me just right, it fucking floored me for the first time. Um, but that was because I was in this Italian horror like craving and I was cramming tons of these little shitty VHS tapes while working in a, a video store way back in the day. Um, cramming them, taking them home five at a time and watching them w- with my, my really bad insomnia. That... Suspiria is always one of those ones that I'm like, had I seen it two years before, it might have taken longer to have an impression on me. Um, Watching it now would be really interesting for the first time. Because I'll tell you this, I got goosebumps when I put that 4K restoration in and sat down and watched it for the first time. I, I genuinely felt like this was another worldly experience. So, I mean, if I could scrub the memory of Suspiria completely and sit down and watch it for the first time, I would genuinely be interested to know if it was like straight away 
this is one of the greatest horror movies. Suspiria is also in my top three horror movies of all time. So I think that says quite a bit about my love for it. So The Thing as well. The Thing uh, could, could be an interesting one to do uh, for, the, for the first time. I, I think it's a movie that's very apt for right now as well. It's one that I'm surprised I haven't broken out yet. I've already watched The Shining during my self-isolation, but I've not sat down and watched The Thing yet. Um, so that, that could be interesting as well. And I hopefully have answered that question um, in a way which satisfies you, Andrew Neil. And thank you for sharing your answer as well along with that. So there we go. That was a quick catch-up. Uh, a little bit of listener and answer questions. We will probably do one in a couple of weeks' time. We'll go back to movie review next Thursday. Um, and maybe the Thursday after that. And then the Thursday after that, so three Thursdays from now, we'll come back and do another one of these. Like, I enjoy keeping up to date with what you guys are thinking about what the discussions are in the horror community and just get a chance to blether is always fun so with that in mind let me remind you that you have been listening to the podcast under the stairs this has been bonus episode 239 where we've done some listener questions and answered them on the show there's a multitude of ways to check out this show whichever podcatching device you're using right now make sure you subscribe to our feed that way you'll never miss any shows we've put on average four out a week so you kind of want to make sure you don't miss them as and when they drop and also subscribe to the teapots collective at least one brand new episode of horror content comes out there from the variety of different shows that are in my stable so please check that out make sure you subscribe to the teaputs collective visit the website it's teaputscast.com you can buy merch like posters and pins from teaputscast.bigcartel.com you can visit facebook for the group page for the podcast under the stairs it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teaputscast alternatively you can jump across and check out the facebook page for the teaputs collective which is facebook.com forward slash teaputscast Reach out and touch and interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at TeaputCast. You can also check us out on Flick Chat, social media for podcasters and listeners to connect through message board postings. Our join code is TeaputCast. It's free and available for Android and iOS. The app is called Flick Chat. There we go. That's us through this episode. Join me on Saturday where you guys control the movie selection. It will be a classic horror review. Um, If you're on the Facebook group, then you'll see the choices tomorrow and that review will drop on Saturday. But until then, wherever you are, where the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.